When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Your one-stop shop for all your unique Phantom Sports apparel with fully licensed merchandise covering the major five sports, your favorite players, and all the teams from every major city with unique feature designs that only you as the fan will have. Go to InTheClutch.com and use promo code BellyUpMDFFSHOW for 10% off your order today with free shipping on orders of $100 or more. Again, that's promo code BellyUpMDFFSHOW. FF show for 10% off your unique fandom collection today. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Well, welcome in, MD Nation, to the MD's Fantasy Football Show live on BellyUp.TV, on Roku, several other TV platforms through the Fox D app. And make sure you check us out after the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you want to comment in during, while, follow us along when we're going live, watch a little few short videos, just subscribe to our YouTube channel at the MD's Fantasy Football Show. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mayton. My partner in crime, Chris Dahauer, is here as he has been all off season. How's it going, Chris? Doing pretty good. I think my adventures aren't as you know as fun as our co or one of our guests tonight. Um, I haven't been hitting any balls lately, so I don't know who wants to comment on that, Mr. Cooper. <laughs> we'll get to those shiny balls here in a minute. <laughs> yes, that's right. We got Jason Cooper from TSS Fantasy, and we have Adam LaRue from BFL Fantasy. You might recognize him. He does that show every Tuesday night or every other Tuesday night in the offseason with Chris Dowhauer. So, guys, thanks for coming on. How you doing tonight? Doing great. Doing great. <laughs> Happy to talk football. Happy to talk dynasty. I'm in my element for once when I'm on this show. I love it. <laughs> well, that's yeah, we're we here to get you on. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, no, we were just talking about that off air. Um, you know, we've been doing a lot of little different things. We're doing some spring football and some croquet and some basketball and everything else. It's finally back to fantasy football. I'm excited. Thank you for allowing me back in your dojo, Sensei. <laughs> finally back to fantasy football in the month of May, if that makes any sense whatsoever. But that's why we're doing early mock drafts. With Dynasty, though, this is primetime Dynasty season. Last week, we had our rookie 
fantasy mock draft with a couple of great guests on now. Now we'll do a full-on startup. Now, this is just vets. We're not doing rookies. It's a one-quarterback league. It's not going to be super flex. We're going to get you through 12 rounds during this hour. We want to help you value what's going to be the core of that dynasty team for you guys moving forward. And now that we have rosters pretty much set, we can kind of go ahead and do that. But there's one thing we didn't get to talk about last week because it happened the day after the show. Breaking news. Jarvis Landry signs with the New Orleans Saints. So a couple of things came to my mind as to what that could mean. One is maybe Michael Thomas is not recovering as quickly as they would want him to. Maybe the Saints just realize they're going to have to pass the ball a little bit more than what they did last year, especially in the beginning half with Jameis Winston. And three, I don't think this hurts Chris Olave at all. Oh, but I want to get your guys' take, so let's kick this thing up to Adam. Yeah, uh, so Chris and I talked about this on our show Tuesday, and my biggest key takeaway was that this is a major win for uh, the guy that eats wins, Jameis Winston. Um, I, I love this for him. Um, it, he needs to be someone that is surrounded by weapons. We saw him be the smartest he's ever been with the football the last time we saw him prior to his injury. Um, if he's able to come back well, and if he's able to, you know, Michael Thomas is also able to come back well. Chris Olave picks things up quickly. A lot of ifs, but things are coming together for him to, for at least a best case scenario where he's a very good value in fantasy football and for him to have a, you know, a, a really good football season. What do you think, Jason? Listen, Jarvis Landry is a personal favorite of mine oh, because he? he used to play, of course, for America's team, the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Look, the bottom line is Jarvis Landry is a football. Sorry, I had to hit that for the American <laughs> team. Part. Go ahead. The bottom line is Jarvis Landry, he's a football player. So as far as the football sense, I, it's just a win for the Saints. You got a good veteran on there. I think it's it's great for Chris Olave, somebody he can look up to. Um, a, and Jarvis is just a good dude, period. And he's a he's a guy that will go out for your team. Now, as far as fantasy perspective, I'm you know – we know what Jarvis Landry does. He's a possession guy. He's not going to explode it up down the field. I don't think that's taking too much of a message with Michael Thomas. Um, I think they'll be fine there. And again, with Chris Olave, I think he's just going to develop under Jarvis. So I, you know, I don't see it eating too much, um, but it might eat a little bit, you know, especially with those possession. Like I said, if he starts to get targeted a lot from Jameson. Chris, do you think Jarvis Landry, does this affect his value at all? Does it go up? Is he going to be on your board? Where's Chris Olave for you in this situation? Uh, I don't think Jarvis Landry is absolutely on my board because he got some of the Saints. I mean, I think this is a guy coming off injury, been injured the last two years, but it's definitely somebody who's going to be on my watch list. Um, so when I look at Jarvis Landry, I, I have commented on our show about, you know, Jameis Winston fed Adam Humphreys. Adam Humphreys has a career, basically, and got a contract in Tennessee because Jameis Winston's. So, as, as you know, Coop kind of pointed out, a possession receiver will be is key for this offense. I think Michael Thomas and Chris Holiday fit well with this offense. I think these guys can be interchangeable. They can kind of crack back. Uh, I know Sean Payton's kind of moved on, but the Saints are known to kind of use the receivers as extra blockers as needed. So I think Jarvis Landry kind of brings that dog mentality. It's home. He's going home. And, and the big winner, let's be real, the Saints just basically had – Hey, will you take three million dollars to play for us? And they're like, "Yeah, okay, then I, we'll, we'll sign you up immediately." Why wouldn't we? So I think we, when it comes down to it, I think it's just really good fit for everybody. Um, you know, it still remains to be seen if he's going to be healthy. But if Jarvis Landry gets to kind of be some of the what what he has been over the last couple of years, a player when he has been healthy has been effective, and you know, especially on against this division, um, I think everybody can kind of eat. Yeah, the one thing I'll leave this discussion at this point because we got to get into the draft. But if Michael Thomas is able to come back and he's healthy and they got Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry, eh, Jameis Winston might be huffing and puffing around that 12-ish area for quarterbacks in fantasy football. Something to kind of keep your eye on there as we get reports throughout the summer. But I want to dive into our draft here. So, again, it is a startup Dynasty draft, 12 rounds, half-point PPR scoring, one quarterback league. So everybody kind of keep that in mind as we go along, and I'm going to start it. Commissioner Coop, you are on the board. 
On the clock, indeed. I'm actually going to go a little bit off the cuff and go with Najee Harris. I just like what the Steelers have in that offense going forward. They're going to rely on Najee Harris. I mean, we're not really sure if it's going to be Trubisky or Tiny Hands Pickett at the QB. So why not lean on Najee? And you know what Mike Tomlin likes to do? Run the football and play defense. So that's my number one pick for a few years forward. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to have to ask you why Najee over Jonathan Taylor. Right. So the difference, I guess, in between the two teams is I don't really know what, what do we have right now with the Colts? We have Matt Ryan for at least this year. Don't know what's really going to go, go, uh, excuse me, what's going on with the quarterback position going forward um, with the Colts. Although I'm just making that same argument with the Steelers, but we know with the Steelers, at least they like to run the football. So we do know that part of it. I do know Mike Tomlin likes to put, play great defense and run the football. So that's why I lean more on Najee versus Jonathan Taylor. Plus, as you know, it's hard for running backs to keep repeating the same type of um, production that they had the year prior. So that's why I want to lean on Najee. Well, Adam, do you, I want to know if you have a care to comment because you're the Colts fan here. What do you got? Um, I'll start with that back end part. And I, I think that's a, a very fair point that there are question marks surrounding Jonathan Taylor's ability to um, repeat what he did last year. Um, that being said, uh, would Najee be my personal choice? No, but I, I do think that that's a, a fair question of Jonathan Taylor. I think this is, uh, and it's why I, I biasly decided to pick where I'm about to go now, but this is one of the weaker t- uh top halves of a dynasty startup that we've seen in a while it feels like you know what you're dead on the money when you when it comes to that because there's so many different directions you could go but not really one guy who necessarily dictates it has to be him would it be jonathan taylor for me yes why because i trust the colts to have a better offense than the steelers why because the steelers stupidly drafted kenny pickett that's why so that's why i would go with that but that's just my preference again with Najee harris and jamar chase and And Jonathan Taylor, I do think there's an element to a preference when it comes to these picks, which now we go back and we fast forward all the way to team six. That was Chris's pick. He went with Cooper Cup at number six. So, Chris, talk us through that selection. Maybe I'm mesmerized by our guest over here, just the name Cooper, you know, the America's team thing. But uh, I think that that when it comes down to it, uh, for me, I want to win. So I think Dynasty is all about winning. I know that, the you know, the – the uh, the idea is the long term thing, but I think we talked about this off air before, and Adam kind of commented on our show before. There's a certain amount of window that you're looking for, and I look for a three year window. Cooper Cup's going to be a star for three years at least, as long as Matthew Stafford can stand up and throw the ball. Cooper Cup's going to put numbers, so I'm going with the guy who's money in the bank week in week out. And can I comment on the the, the Najee Harris thing real quick? No, you're not allowed. This is a fancy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is good. Okay, well. <laughs> I'm just going to kind of also pile on my man crush, I guess I have right now, because I'm going to, I'm going to agree with Cooper of uh, Cooper on this one. I think that when it comes down to the system, we've seen Pittsburgh always have a feature back and Mike Tomlin's known to kind of be one of those guys who sticks to his guns, no matter what. Also a low turnover staff, the Colts with Frank Reich, Frank Reich has a history of loving somebody else in the backfield or mixing some other guy in the backfield and the chargers. He did it for the Eagles. He did it. He's done it with the Colts. Part of the reason John Taylor was a superstar last year. Finally was because, he was allowed to eat, you know, all the time. But I think that would be kind of changed. Naheem Hines signed a nice deal. They continue to add running backs to that backfield. So I think there's giving too many toys for me for my liking. I think Najee Harris is the safest bet. Ooh, and that, but that was just just this year, maybe. Listen, I all I have to say is Kamara and Chubb. Ooh, wee, that is nasty. Wow. Great turn around there. Go ahead, man. My bad. Well, thank you. Thank you. But we'll, we'll get to that. Adam's got to talk <laughs> us through his pick first at Dalvin Cook at number six. And then we'll get to a second round in just a little bit. But now, yeah. So Adam comes up after the board. He goes with Dalvin Cook at number one. I We've been hearing all kinds of stories all week. Dalvin Cook is, he's lined up in receiver sets and bunch formation this week. And under Kevin O'Connell, he's going to catch the ball. And it's May. We're all excited. We're ready to run through the roof. And, Adam, why'd you go with Dalvin Cook at number six? <laughs> but I mean, really, I was between, and Team 8 and I, I guess, were kind of on the same wavelength. I, I If I'm going to go in the first round and with how the first round stacks up right now in Dynasty, especially at a 1QB, um, I'm going to take 
the high upside running back if I can get one of the ones that I like. And the high upside normally comes with the high risk, high reward. And that's Dalvin Cook. That's Christian McCaffrey. Um, that's Alvin Kamara. It's the guys whose values are dropping because of people are afraid of their injuries or the new system or the legal troubles of Alvin Kamara. And those are the guys that I'm targeting uh, where I can, especially again in a league like this where we're not going super flex. Um, Dalvin Cook, to me specifically, of those three, feels like the safest one. Um, and that, that's where I get that balance. But he's someone who I feel like has a very good chance to get me a, a, a game-winning amount of points anytime he steps on the field. And I'll take that over – I'll take a, a confident 20 points when he is healthy versus 15 and being healthy all the time. Well, Adam, and I'll say this, you are a trend starter, which is what you want to be in drafts because once you took Dalvin Cook, all of the really good RB1 veteran running backs came flying <laughs> off the board the entire rest of the second round. But, yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. Look, Dalvin Cook is that player. We know a couple of games he's going to miss. Fine. So be it. Wow. He's gonna he's wow. walking into a system there wow. with Kevin O'Connell, and there's a lot of wows going on from <laughs> <laughs> he's walking to a system with Kevin O'Connell that is brought from the Rams where they actually throw the football to the running back. I mean, I think I've been screaming for three years to the Vikings, why do you not throw the ball more to Dalvin Cook? So if he loses a few extra carries but picks it up in receptions, guess what? I would take that trade all day, every day when it comes to Dalvin Cook. But then after our long slew of running backs, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, Derrick Henry, I was like, oh, I thought I was going to run out of them. I took Alvin Kamara, and I took Nick Chubb on my back-to-back picks. Now, first I want to comment on, again, this is startup. And why I have to emphasize that is because as a startup, make sure you're doing snake drafts, your dynasty startups, okay? That's, that's rule number one. Now let's get into this. So I was struggling between three guys, and I know I had two choices, so I get two of the three guys that I wanted. Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, or Nick Chubb. I ultimately decided to go with Alvin Kamara and Nick Chubb at the – 112 and the 2 1 turn. Now, the reason why I went with those two guys over Joe Mixon, which, you know, Cincinnati's offense is great. He's in a situation where he gets most of the work. It's a big time offense. They improved the offensive line. There's a lot of good things going on for Joe Mixon. He's getting a little bit older. And last year was the first year that he's been able to prove that he can be healthy. And that bothers me with running backs who are going to take on the volume that he is, where we might see a downturn the following season. And because he's getting closer, he's getting, I think he's up over that 25 hill now. It might happen more often after that with Nick Chubb. But he's got Deshaun Watson. That offense is going to be really good. He's going to have a lot of scoring opportunities, and he's really good. And I'm not worried about the Kareem Hunt factor of it all. We've seen this play out. He can still be an RB1. Alvin Kamara, yes, there's some off the field trouble, you could say, but I'm not overly worried about it. From what I understand, it's not something they expect it to really. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. You know, have him suspended for a large amount of games, if at all. And you look at that Saints offense. Look, Jameis Winston, he tried to play it safe. If he continues to do that, he's going to have to throw the ball to Kamara. And Kamara has one of the safest floors of any running back because of the weapon that he is in the receiving game, it can't be ignored. So I went with Kamara there and Chubb there. I don't know if somebody wants to comment on those two picks. I just really quick want to comment on the Chubb. I really like Chubb. Not only did you mention Watson, um, you know, how much that's going to improve him, but also let's say Watson doesn't play for six games. Guess what? That's cool too, because now you're going to lean on him. So I love the pick. I love Chubb. Um, going forward and plus 
Think about what Chubb's done so far in Cleveland. We're talking about dynasty. You've had a split backfield. He's never been that guy that's getting pounded all the time because he got Kareem back there too. Um, so this is a great – I love Chubb in dynasty. Great pick, Dan. Oh, well, thank you, Jason. Thank well, you so much. To pile on there, I really like the the total, like getting both of them um, in the sense that I think it's a smart way to build your team because Alvin Kamara is someone whose ad injuries pop up. He's someone who is more high upside, a little bit more high risk, high reward. He does have the receiving floor. Um, but in a lot of other cases with legal issues, with the injuries, whatever. And Chubb is the more consistent guy. He had his injuries last year, but otherwise has been very, very consistent overall. We know he's one of the best rushers in the league. He may not have the, the crazy ceiling just because he's not the receiving back, but he's a very, very safe pick. So having that mix to where you're kind of covered it, it is really powerful um, when you're going for a win-now team. Well, and I appreciate that. And also, I want to comment on that part, the win-now team. When you're doing your dynasty leagues, do not think about five, ten years down the road, two or three, three at the absolute max, two years down the road. You don't want to think any further than that for a few reasons. One, uh, you don't know if your league's still going to be around then. Things happen. <laughs> Number two, things happen, change in the NFL every single season. Guys value drastically drops or rises based on these off seasons that can completely turn around a player. So look two years maybe three down the road. That's what you want to stick with. And you need the running backs because there's so few and far between to help build your teams out. You can find those wide receivers later on. But let's keep this thing going. We had a slew of picks. We get back to Adam with his second round pick. So Adam, walk us through Debo Samuel with your second round pick. Well, Dan, um, with, with where we are in the offseason, um, I'm sorry, but it looks like it would be very difficult for him to be moved away from. I want, I, gone. I want my draft picks back. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just looks very, very difficult from where things currently are. Uh, moving him post-draft would be very difficult. The Jets uh, seem to have filled kind of their need, um, and they were one of the biggest suitors. Uh, again, it'd just be difficult to move him at this point. And we, lo- I love what he can do with Shanahan here. Um, it may not be the most beneficial thing for your team. However, for my fantasy team, um, what Debo can do when he's used in the role that Shanahan used him in um, last season, where he is one of the best receivers in the league as far as productivity goes, but then also being almost a Harvey too, um, just running the ball. Um, it- it's you know, very impactful what he can do. I was between uh, Debo and Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is someone who I think is going to rebound from a little bit of a disappointing season, which was a pretty good season. So for that to be disappointing kind of goes into how good he is. Um, but nonetheless, I do think Diggs is going to rebound. And I considered it, but I had to go Debo. Look, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that Debo, from a fantasy perspective, the best thing that could have happened to him was to patch up the relationship with the San Francisco 49ers and stay there because I don't think his value would be any higher than what it is with San Francisco. You mentioned Stephon Diggs. That wound up being the very next pick here with Chris. So, Chris, you go Cooper Cup, you go Stephon Diggs in a half-point PPR to round this thing out, man. Walk us through the Stephon Diggs pick. Yeah, so, I mean, I know you made the comment that you could find receivers in the later rounds, but I think it's hard to find guys who have guaranteed 100 catches for probably next two to three years. Um, so, for me, I'm looking for guys who are going to be, you know, as Adam kind of pointed out, I think Stefan Diggs still has some upside there. A guy just got paid as well, so he's not going anywhere anytime soon. And one of the things I'm a little skeptical about is when you have those run- running backs kind of on their later contracts um, or heading towards the end of that first year of the contract, how long are you really going to guarantee to have that guy as your backfield guy? So that's why I think like receivers are kind of things that kind of ride right now a bit more because they're guaranteed to be on teams where running backs are more expendable, especially some of these guys who are getting older and expend and their, their cap numbers are coming up. Um, so I think that's why I'm kind of looking at guys that I think are going to be here, like I said, next two, three years, but guys who are also going to be in a half point PPR league scoring 800 catches. That's what's fun about doing mock drafts. You get to see different styles from different positions and how it plays out. Chris is going zero RB so far. I'm going robust RB. Let's see how this thing works out towards the end, but fair arguments on both sides. Once we round that up, uh, we go to the second round pick of Commissioner Cooper. And uh, I got to tell you, I, I think this was a, a Homer a Homer pick. 
here. <laughs> yeah, I'm hanging my head a little. There was I did get a little excited. Listen, like you said, it's <laughs> May, bro. It's May. We're talking football. I mean, come on, what do you expect? Tyree Kill, how am I not excited about him coming to home to America's team? Um, listen, you know, you can say what you want about Tua. He doesn't have to have a big arm. Just get the buy. He can just flip it out to Tyreek and just say go. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Tyreek Hill is going to be part of this offense. Um, I see him using him, using him like Tebow Samuel a little bit. You know, a lot of runs with Tyreek Hill. Um, so I like Tyreek Hill's prospects for the next few years and, of course, America's team as well. On the turnaround, I went with Saquon. Um, I like Saquon. He's still young. I mean, we're acting like he's like out to pasture already. Still young His running age back. is young. His body. <laughs> well, you know, again, well, that remains to be seen. He's one of the best workers we've seen. We've seen his off-season routine. He's a, he's a big gym rat. I like Saquon a lot. Um, you know, it's got the big thunder thighs for the late in the cold season. So now I don't like the Giants prospect, nor do I like their offense. But something's got to change at some point. And they're going to use Saquon Barkley. Um, so I like Saquon here in the slot. I'm just picturing Commissioner Coop with little Saquon Barkley workout videos in the gym. Like, yeah, yeah, I got hype. And then just leaves, never actually lifts a weight. <laughs> just got too hype <laughs> off the video. <laughs> uh, it Look, you are a team that's competing now. That's, that's what these draft picks would tell me. Because you need Tyree Kill and Saquon Barkley to really work out for you. I'm not a fan of Tyree Kill at the second round pick in a dynasty league. You're going to have a huge drop off from Patrick Mahomes. I keep hearing about he's going to, how he's going to get utilized as Debo Samuel. We got to see. Two is not my biggest concern. My biggest concern is what system is Mike McDaniel truly going to run? Because if he comes out there and runs a Shanahan system, there's not going to be a ton out there for Tyreek Hill to do. Because remember, yes, Debo Samuel had the big fantasy year, but there was no Jalen Waddle next to him. That's something you can't ignore. So I do wonder, a smaller pie, how is that going to work out for Tyreek Hill, who is 27, 28 years old? I don't see him lining up the backfield as much of a Debo Samuel. So I question that pick a little bit. Not that he's not a tremendous player. And Saquon, I mean, you're taking all the you're taking the home run shots of home run shots there with Saquon, hoping he comes back. Now, he's on a contract year. So that I think does play well for running backs. This is his last chance to get paid, essentially. He's got to show it. Even though the Giants are not in a great position to do it, maybe with Dayball, it at least will look competent. Not not saying much after what we saw last season. But I think that's what you're kind of looking at there. Let's move along. Oh, I'm sorry. I paused this draft on Chris. Adam, do you care to comment on Jason's picks? Um, no, uh, I, I agree with a lot of the points you said. I mean, I think uh, Barkley in particular is, is one of those high-risk, high-reward p- picks that you have to take uh, at, at this point. It, it's very risky. However, I'll give it to you that he has the upside to be a true RB1 um, if he can return kind of to form. Uh, and in the third round, you're not going to get many guys that have that kind of upside. We see, for example, uh, Team 5 took an Antonio Gibson a couple picks later. So when we're really comparing the two in a four-pick stretch, the upsides are completely different on different planets. Yeah, well, I totally, totally agree with that. I'm going to hit the resume there for you. Chris, he finally takes his first running back off the board, looking for the return of J.K. Dobbins to the field. So walk me through that one. First, I got I got to defend Coop in the draft real quick and just say uh, Alex Smith used to throw the ball Tyreek Hill quite often and got the ball to him somehow some way. So don't act like Patrick Mahomes is the only reason Tyreek Hill puts up numbers. No, he again, I didn't say well. that. I said Tua was not my concern. I said the coaching staff was my concern. I, I totally agree with you. I just want to point that out, though. I mean, I think the coaching staff is definitely something to be concerned about. But I also, if you talk about you know trees, Andy Reid is from the West Coast tree, so there is there is kind of a rhyme or reason to kind of follow back that it could still be successful even if Tua. Who I think the arm thing is over, you know, over exaggerated, but he definitely do his thing. As for my draft pick, I finally took a running back because I thought there would be none on the board when I came back around. <laughs> Watching uh, Saquon come around, go off the board, and Gibson with number five pick, I figured I need to get one, a younger one that I like with the upside. So I took J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I think the Ravens knocked it out of the ballpark with the draft. I think we both our draft shows we talked about, you know, really loving what they did with that interior of the line with Lindebaum, adding Dion Philly down the road. Um, add Lamar, add that system. I think J.K. Dobbins is a guy that you know boomed for a comeback this year, and a guy that could probably ride for the next couple of years, hopefully. Okay, okay. And then right after that, Adam, you selected Deontay Johnson, 
with everything going on with Pittsburgh. Walk me through that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, to me, <laughs> I don't think much has changed in Pittsburgh at the quarterback position, to be <laughs> honest with you. I mean, so they had the system that they had with Ben um, in his last two years, which was a high volume of short throws. And what did the kid, the old, <laughs> the old college quarterback from down the street, what was he doing? a high volume of short possession throws. I don't think much has changed. And if not much has changed, then they're going to pepper Deontay Johnson with targets. And at the end of the day, if it's half point PPR, full point PPR, I don't care. If you're getting 160 targets, that's going to bode pretty well for your fantasy production. 100% agree. The only question I have for you is that with the Steelers history outside of Antonio Brown, do they pay Deontay Johnson because his contract is up this season? Um, That is one where I, I certainly, you know, there's a risk there. I'm not going to deny that there's a risk there. Um, Especially given how it ended up for them with Antonio Brown in that contract. The one time they stepped outside of their rule, they got burnt. So I, I do think that there is some significant risk there. My only reservation is that uh, with the Pickens pick, I feel a little bit confident the, re- the receiver that they move off of will be uh, Claypool, and maybe Deontay has a bit of a chance to stick around. However, uh, there is a bit of a risk there. There's, there's no denying that. All right, then fast forward, we go to me. I had the back-to-back picks here in the third and fourth round. Sometimes the board just falls to you in a particular way, and you just got to roll with it. And I'm looking at a two-to-three window, and I decided to double down on that two-to-three-year window by going with Aaron Jones and Mike Evans. So first of all, with Aaron Jones, I was down on him at the end of last season because of the appearing rise of A.J. Dillon. And then Devontae Adams got traded. And then the Packers got really no receivers of consequence. We got rookies. We're not sure what they're going to do. Sammy Watkins is all banged up. I think Aaron Jones is going to catch the living crap out of the ball, kind of like an Alvin Kamara. So you know what? I take Aaron Jones as my third running back and then back that up with Mike Evans. No Chris Godwin for probably at least the first six weeks, I would say. We really, it's really going to be interesting to see where he's able to wind up for the season. Tom Brady's back. Give me Mike Evans all day, every day, leading the way. I'm going for a championship this year. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I mean, and usually all my fantasy uh, drafts, that's normally how I roll is three running backs, a dynasty, whatever. It doesn't matter. I like having the nice big stable. I do like it. I, you know, Aaron Jones is, you know, again, we're, we're splitting hairs here at this point. But, you know, to me, I like A.J. Dillon so much, I wouldn't probably invested into Aaron Jones. But looking what's around him, like, again, if you're going to make a stable, it's not a bad selection. And, of course, Mike Evans, you mentioned, he's money all day, uh, especially with Godwin out for a little while. Um, so I like the pick there as well. Fast forward over on to Adam. Back to Adam. He's getting his target monster wide receivers leading up the way now with Michael Pittman. Now he gets his homer pick in, but... Unlike the Tyreek Hill pick earlier, I think Michael Pittman should be going around in this territory for a dynasty league. But walk me through Michael Pittman and Matt Ryan now at the helm. Yeah, so I just kind of looked at what was available to me, and I wasn't interested in any of the running backs available. I've gone super wide receiver heavy, which kind of lends itself into being more wide receiver in this heavy in the sense that outside of Dalvin Cook, I've got a little bit of time to play with. And uh, outside of A.J. Dillon, of the guys that went behind me, all of them, to me, seem like ticking time bombs. Um, So I wasn't super, super comfortable with any of them. Uh, Pittman felt like someone who can produce now at a high-end wide receiver two to low-end wide receiver one with Matt Ryan, who's going to pepper him with targets. He has, um, you know, experience targeting someone who's, you know, the big body possession receiver. Think of Roddy White, for example. Uh, I, I think the match is really good. I think this is going to be the best receiving group that uh, Michael Pittman has been a part of thus far. That's not saying a lot, but it still holds true. He is going to have someone in Alec Pierce that can stretch the field. I would be shocked if they didn't bring back T.Y. Hilton for like a million and a half dollars. Whether that <laughs> hurts me internally or not remains yeah. to be seen. Um, but nonetheless, I do think this is going to be the best receiving group he's been a part of which for um, the low volume that they were passing at in the past may have been a bit of a concern. However, one, I think he stays the wide receiver one with Pierce and with if they brought back a Hilton or if they brought in someone else. Um, 
And two, I think Matt Ryan's going to throw a little bit more than they allowed Wentz to. I think they're going to trust him a bit more. Can't disagree with any of that. Chris, you go with A.J. Dillon. Now he's got Dobbins and Dillon. You take my handcuff. What do you like about A.J. Dillon? First, I got to say, Adam, that was definitely a homer. I love Michael Pittman as much as anybody else does. But Michael Pittman in that early is definitely a homer thing right there. Terry McLaurin, I, I think I don't care what happens in, where, what in Washington is definitely a guy I'd rather have on my team as a receiver. But well, why did you take Terry McLaurin? <laughs> because AJ Dillon was the next guy on my board as a running back that as you guys kind of talked about, there isn't a whole lot left on the board that after this, and there's a lot of guys I feel like are guarantees. And I too thought AJ Dillon came on the end of the season. So I'm not necessarily worried that he's gonna be getting phased out. Plus, he's gonna he's kind of as fresher. And we know how that kind of works when it comes to running backs. If you're the guy who hasn't been taking the beating necessarily, hasn't been utilized, used up, you might get that second contract for two or three years. And that's all AJ Dillon needs to be a good enough to be on my fantasy team. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I like it. Now we go to Kamish Coop. Now, I'm going to pause it here for you, buddy, because we're going to go to a break after you explain your fourth-round pick. He's the first one of us to take a quarterback off the board. He goes to Kyler Murray, Mr. Mini Aaron Rodgers himself after this offseason <laughs> with whining and none following and all that good stuff. But you go to Kyler Murray, so walk us through that real quick. Yeah, I mean, look, Kyler Murray's young, and if you look at the tier of quarterbacks, I mean, I know a lot of the, you know, the good thing, or excuse me, the sexy thing, obviously, do is wait a little bit, build your roster up. But Kyler Murray's going to be set for a while, especially if he stay in this uh, Kif- Cliff Kingsbury. I always mess that up. Offense um, where it's very high, pa- high uh, pace. Um, you know, it reminds me if you know if you're watching basketball, like the uh, you know high. High-paced Phoenix Suns back in the day, uh, moving the ball fast and furious. Why not have the quarterback that's going to be leading that charge, always on the field, always trying to score? Um, I love Kyler Murray and his prospects going forward, especially right here. Yeah, and look, and like the Debo situation, I think this is going to get itself worked out too. Uh, guys, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to be going <coughs> rapid fire through the rest of this draft. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football on Belly Up TV. We'll be back right after this. Summer is coming. The sun is shining. Shirts are off and your balls are smooth. You heard that right. Your friends at Manscaped are here to make sure your beach balls are as smooth as Floridian sand. In summer, you want to kill some cold beers and barbecues, not kill the vibe with pubes peeking out of your swim trunks. That's why Manscaped has their Performance Package 4.0 to keep the party in your pants, looking crisp and refreshing all summer long. Dive head first into the summer by joining the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare for that summer bod. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, and Performance Boxer Briefs with a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Want to take your grooming to games even further? Take a look at Manscaped Shears 2.0, a package that has everything you need to look pristine. Nail cutters, tweezers, 
and grooming scissors. With the Performance Package 4.0, your balls will be ready to impress. But make sure you cover the rest with the Shears 2.0 and you'll be ready to perform from head to toe. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. One more time, that's promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. This is a summer to turn your package into the full package with Manscaped. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back, MD Nation. We're right in the middle of our startup dynasty mock draft for all of you here on the MD's Fantasy Football Show and on Belly Up TV. I'm your host, Dan Maynard. I'm joining here with Chris Dahauer, Jason Cooper, Adam LaRue. Jason, we'll kick this thing to you. What was your fi- first pick there in the fifth round? Well, before I get to that, I just want to ask, was that your attempt at a sexy voice? I'm just curious of that last ad. I was just like, wow, is this Dan trying to get smooth and sexy? <laughs> Great job on that research. I went with Terry Scary. I uh, got to agree with Chris earlier. Um, once again, reminds, I like, it seems like I love Terry Scary, or excuse me, Scary Terry, um, especially <laughs> here, though. Um, you know, I like his prospects going forward. Listen, I like Carson Wentz in this um, offense. I think they're, you know, uh, with uh, Jahan Dotson, um, you know, we liked Antonio. I like Antonio Gibson as well. Um, so, yeah, Terry Scary, I like here. Okay. And then we go to uh, Chris's pick. Um, excuse me. He takes Deshaun Watson off the board. The second one of us take quarterbacks. We are getting to that quarterback tier because the computer here has really been taking them off the board there. But you go with Deshaun Watson. What do you think about his prospects moving forward? Not worried about the legal issues. I would be worried necessarily this year, but I talked about the run going on quarterback with the computer going right now. And I look at this as an investment as I know there's 230 million reasons why he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, so maybe not this year, but next year, Deshaun Watson will be playing quarterback so- sooner and later for the Cleveland Browns. We talk about the, the talent they have around. They have a good cap um, situation as well, so they can continue to put more talent around him. I think this is a team that, you know, Deshaun Watson might not be – Unleashed this first year, we kind of we've talked about this before on different shows about Stefanski and kind of well he kind of adapts his offense to Deshaun, but ultimately we know, like I said, two or three million reasons why he will do so eventually. And then Adam goes right back with Darren Waller, which is an interesting pick. A lot of rumors circulating about how long is he going to be with the Raiders. So Adam, what do you think of there with Darren Waller? Um, a couple things. Uh, it fills an immediate need. I think he's definitely by far the uh the best tight end that was was left for me to go ahead and grab. Um, two, I I think whether he's in Vegas or not, he he's still such a matchup nightmare. I'm not overly concerned about it. But while he's there, um, this is a a guy in Josh McDaniels who is the entire time he's been with the Patriots, especially recently has found ways to make tight ends uh, very fruitful Um, at the end of Hunter Henry's uh, chargers tenure. For example, I did not think that he was someone that looked nearly as athletic as he was when he came to the league. I didn't think I was not very impressed by the end of his career at all. I thought, or the end of his chargers career at all had thought that the injuries had sapped him for most of everything. And I mean, obviously, it was very touchdown dependent, but he put in a, a very viable fantasy season nonetheless. Um, so hopefully, uh, if Waller's able to avoid injuries this year, he's able to do the same. Well, what I'm really excited to see, at least for this season, is him and Devontae Adams out there on the field at the same time. Do we get glimpses of Gronk and Randy Moss along with that? The Raiders could be a very interesting team there with Joshua Daniels and that kind of weaponry, at least for the 2022 season. We fast forward to my picks while Chris is on the board. And I was very happy with these receivers that fell to me. I get Marquise Brown, who now that he's with the Arizona Cardinals, I absolutely love. Not only, be, not, and it's not just for this year. Yes, DeAndre Hawkins suspended for six games. Marquise Brown leads the way as the number one receiver. But Hawkins is getting up there in age anyway. He's already been banged up here and there throughout the past couple of events that wants to go vertical all about it so i love getting marquise brown there and then thank you thank you denver thank you for the return of russell wilson thank you for the resurrection of Cortland sutton i love this guy i'm so glad he finally got an actual oh, quarterback on, and then <laughs> the clock is yelling at chris the pick and then 
You have Jerry Judy with his issues that he's having. But guys, people have forgotten about Sutton between the ACL injury and the lack of quarterback play, how good this guy really is. That's why I went with those picks there. Let's move back then. We come back all the way around. And then Adam takes my former you know, guy here, Rashad Bateman, the former teammate of Marquise Brown. So why'd you go with Rashad Bateman? Yeah, uh, it, it's an interesting um, situation that Rashad Bateman has found himself in. Um, I, I'm typically not someone who advocates for uh, getting guys because of vacated targets, because of uh, you know someone who got a lot of targets has left because it, it burns you quite often. However, with Bateman, I think it's a little bit different. This is someone that they invested highly into last year. He's someone who uh, we all, and by we all, I mean uh, Dan, Chris, and I all liked when he was coming up. We were all very high on um, in the uh, Belly Up Fantasy Live football show last year when we were talking about rookies. Um, and, and I still love the talent. I think that he showed it off a handful of times last year. I think he can pair up very, very nicely with Lamar. And he is in a situation where he's going to be the number one guy on the outside um, and it's really just him and Mark Andrews and and um, Tillon Wallace is another guy who I like, uh, but I, I don't think he holds a candle to those two guys. Like there is a steep a steep drop off in weapons. So Chris, this was an interesting pick out of you. You came back up with Rondale Moore, guys like Hopkins, Ayuk, Robinson, Thomas, Cooks, Claypool, all on the board there. But you go with Rondale Moore. So why was that? Because the computer picked it for me. Um, <laughs> that's why. Time's up. Yes, our, the Minnesota our, Viking. Our, our, our host was trying to beat me. He wanted to make sure I, I sabotaged my draft over here and, and had, didn't realize I was hey, on the You clock. got the same time limit as everybody else. <laughs> oh, I see, I see, I see. But if I have to defend the Rondell Moore pick, I can. Because as, as you pointed out, I love Marquise Brown even more. I love the fit that he's going to be in Arizona. I think he's going to be unleashed in this offense. But as a result, I think Rondell Moore is going to be unleashed as well. Uh, I think this guy fits perfectly in the slot in the Kings, Kingsbury, Kingsbury offense. The only concerns I have is there are 5,000 5, tight ends they, they have on their roster for some reason, despite being a team supposed to be an air raid offense. Uh, but I digress. Rondell Moore is definitely a guy who can make plays happen with the ball in his hands. I think he's definitely more than a one-trick pony in that sense. I think he's just kind of seen the tip of the iceberg of what he can do. So if I had to defend a pick, that's what I would say. Okay. And then we fast forward to Jason. Now he rolls the dice on a Michael Thomas and then backs that up with Jalen Hurts. Now I say again, this was a one quarterback league and he went Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts within the first seven rounds. So Jason, walk us through that thought process. Yes. Thought process is let's have some fun and something to talk about while we're doing a mock draft. This strategy, if I were to do this is for a for a big reason, we're playing dynasty, regardless if it's one quarterback or not. So I have what we call clout, and this might not be the equivalent to boardwalk and park place, but it might be more like Marvin Gardens area because um, we know fantasy is monopoly as it is. So um, that's why I went with that strategy, sir. Okay, okay. And then Michael Thomas, you're not worried about him coming back. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, and I should have elaborated a little more. My bad. Jalen Hurts, by the way, I want to get on that real quick. I love Jalen Hurts. I have him really super high in my rankings, actually, for this season. Um, you know, obviously, we're a little bit uh, before all that, but I love Jalen Hurts' prospects, at least for the next three years. And Michael Thomas, no, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, and I think Michael Thomas will hook up with Jamison. They, you know, he likes the deep ball, big play. He hasn't played in a year. He wants to come out and prove what he's worth. So I'm not afraid with Michael Thomas there. Um, he's my third guy anyway, and I'm sure I can find someone else, maybe even a Chris Alavi later on that even just put on the roster just in case he doesn't work out. He thinks Jalen Hurts is going to become a better quarterback, guys. Look out. Hey, if he does, he has potential to become a QB1. There's no doubt about that aspect of it. We fast forward along, and Chris goes with Ramondre Stevenson. Ew, you want to take a piece of that Patriot backfield? Explain yourself, sir. Yes, I do, because you talked about A.J. Dillon and how he kind of showed off towards the end of the season. I think Ramondre Stevenson showed you what this guy can do. Damian Harris is the last year of his deal. We know how that works in New England. It means bye-bye for you next year. So as a result, Roger Stephen has, has that clear role moving forward, a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. One of the reasons you, you know you talked about the draft shows why you liked him coming into this league, a guy that can do a little bit of everything. And maybe with Josh McDaniels out the door, maybe it won't be such a, uh, a pigeonholed backfield. Maybe guys get opportunity to do things. But you look at the Patriots did, they're going to be running the ball a lot. So Roger Stevens is a guy that I think that's going to be able to kind of be a big part and give me some touchdowns as well. 
All right, and then follow that up with Adam going with Russell Wilson, falling all the way to the seventh round, a new scenery, new weapons. Take it away, Adam. Yeah, I mean, it's a... You said it best. I mean, he fell, uh, to me at least. Uh, this is the end of the tier. Uh, team 9, uh, after me, took Stafford uh, in the next round. Uh, and that would be the end of that QB tier as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it was the last need I felt like I, I really had to do, or at least was forced into do, um, except for running back. I need one more of those. However, there was none that really, to me, had the value of a Russell Wilson. He's still only 33 years old. He's coming to this team that we've been begging to get another, uh, to get a quarterback because they have so many offensive weapons. Um, they've got two really good receiving tight ends. They've got a handful of receivers or like four deep. Um, the offensive line was, is coming together. It's not necessarily there yet, but it's coming together. This is going to be an offense that's very fun to watch. Um, and I'm excited to watch it while Russell Wilson's getting me points. <laughs> I don't disagree with you whatsoever. I just, it, Nathaniel Hackett bothers me a little bit, but that team is going to be too talented to not be good offensively. So I'll resume the clock there for you. We fast forward to my picks. Now I go with Dallas Goddard, and this was for a couple of different reasons. One being we got to that tier of tight end where I wanted to make sure I grabbed one of those guys I had lumped in that area. And I'm just tickled at the notion that he's going to finally have a season with no Zach Ertz to have to contend with going into the year. I know they add A.J. Brown. They have Devonta Smith. To Jason's point, if Jalen Hurts can improve at all as an accurate passer, this will bode well. But it comes from a system that does put a feature on the tight end usage. And Goddard, had it not been for Zach Ertz, was on his way to well over 100 targets last season. Might not quite get there now with the addition of A.J. Brown, but I think 80 to 90 targets for a guy who's I do think is uber talented. We have not seen his full potential yet on the field. I did. That's why I went with Dallas Goddard there. Followed up with Gabriel Davis. I'm just going for upside on this one. The idea that he's finally going to get his chance to be the day one starter next to Stephon Diggs in that offense with Josh Allen and what he can do from a big play perspective. I'm going to love having this guy in my flex who can just win me weeks by himself. Really, really excited about the upside of Gabriel Davis brings and Oh, by the way, he's pretty young himself. He might get to grow up with Josh Allen. We'll have to see. Now, let's go back to Adam. He followed his pick up in the eighth round now we're in with Chase Edmonds. He's taken it, just like Chris has said, ill to the, the Patriot backfield, ill to the Dolphin backfield. So walk me through Chase Edmonds there. I love the fit in this system, to be honest with you. I, I think that Edmonds was made for a system like this with what the Niners run and what all of those teams from that Shanahan McVay tree run. He, he was made for this. This is perfect. He's been someone who has already been highly, highly efficient with, with his carries in Arizona. By the way, a team that has had a piss-poor offensive line for a long, long time um, that had not set him up for success. Mind you, last season, he ran for what around five yards per carry while his backfield mate was under four. I mean, for, for an idea of how efficient uh, a chase Edmonds is as a runner, um, not to mention he's a very good receiving back um, at this point in the draft. He definitely has the most upside to me of any of the available running backs. I certainly need one. Um, I, I, you know, I, I really like the situation. I'm willing to, in the eighth round, put a pick into a difficult situation if there's a lot of upside. And then Chris, I like the pick here. Pat Frumuth going in the eighth round. Uh, Adam talked about earlier the offense might not be changing much. That won't just be good for Deontay Johnson. That could also be good for Pat Frumuth. Yeah, and if Deontay Johnson isn't there in Pittsburgh in a long-term situation, Pat Frumuth still will be there for a couple of years to kind of take advantage of that situation as well. A guy that's going to be on the field regardless of who the quarterback is going to be, whether you're a noodle arm quarterback, whether you have a strong arm, a big, tall, you know, big, tall, strong tight end, a guy who's going to be utilized in the red zone is always going to be featured. Pittsburgh has a notorious history of utilizing their tight end in the red zone, so I'm sticking with them. Things going kind of been going, you know, good and true for a long time. Uh, so Pat Permuth is my tight end. And then we go to Jason going back to the turn on the other side of me. He goes with Melvin Gordon and Tyler Boyd. I want to say this. Tyler Boyd's interesting. I don't necessarily love him for this year. I don't know if he can cut into Jason Higgins enough, but he's somebody who might be on the move and he's a good receiver and people are forgetting about him. But walk us through those two picks there. 
Yeah, well, first with Melvin Gordon, I mean, I wanted to get some stability in the backfield. You mentioned I did go QB, QB just to have stability long term. And then again, got to beef up the QB state or excuse me, the running back stable, because that's, you know, eventually when I do my uh, do uh, my teams, I like to have the meat and potatoes, as I call it, uh, nice and beefy in the running back stable. So Melvin Gordon still splitting carries with Javonta Williams in Denver, but there's still a lot of carries that are going on in Denver and they're going to lean on that running game more. Um, so again, not a, I don't, not, excuse me, not a bad value here. Um, and then with the uh, next selection, which I can't even remember what I picked at this point. <laughs> Melvin Gordon, Tyler Boyd, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Tyler Boyd. There we go. So Tyler Boyd, like you mentioned, um, a good a good uh, receiver and a, a offense that pass heavy. And like you mentioned, how is he going to eat with Jamar Chase um, and T. Higgins? So eventually, like you said, he may be on the move somewhere at some point becomes a number one or number two somewhere. So I like his two or three year prospect going forward, Tyler Boyd. The thing about Tyler Boyd is he, I, I think he's just a younger, maybe more talented version than a Jarvis Landry. So if he winds up in a situation where he can just kind of dominate the slot and he doesn't have two studly receivers on the outside of him <laughs> and other offense, he was a very good receiver for multiple years in a row. So Tyler Boyd in a dynasty pick, a very interesting one for me. Chris is running out of time. He's going to pull another Minnesota Viking in our draft. <laughs> oh, no, he did. He get the, he got the pick in. He goes double tight end. He goes a Colt Komet. So why go double tight end there? Because I think cause tight end is one of the harder positions to kind of nail on dynasty. I know that sometimes you're looking for the upside guys or the money guys. But sometimes it's good to having just two good, good versions of players you can kind of choose from. Guys that are red zone guys. They're going to be utilized for young quarterbacks. And I think when you look at Chicago, it's kind of surrounded um, with – for Justin Fields, it's Darnell Mooney, and what else does he have a choice to throw the ball to? So I'm going to go with the guy who I think is going to get volume this year and what they look like offensively probably moving forward under this stupid coaching staff. It'll probably be the same thing. So I think that Cole Clement is going to be a guy who should be utilized moving forward. Okay, and then Adam, your next pick was James Robinson. Does James Robinson find his way back? <laughs> I mean, I think so. I'm willing to – this is a situation that I've been consistently throughout this offseason on my shows been willing to, to speak on, and I've been putting my money where my mouth is in my leagues, in my dynasty leagues. Um, talent trumps all at the end of the day. I don't care that the last, uh, that the last head coach uh, loved ETN and got him drafted. I don't care about any of that other stuff. It's well, hard. It's the last GM now. Keep that in mind. Yes, same GM. Don't care, but <laughs> regardless, this is a running back who has been able to be highly efficient, highly effective in both fantasy and real football on garbage teams, and you don't find that very, very often. In ninety percent of cases, the running back can only go as far as the offense takes them, and that has not been the case with James Robinson. He is someone who can elevate an offense from the running back position. That does not happen often. I'm going to bet on that talent as bad as the situation is because that is an amount of talent at that position at this point of the draft that injury don't care. ETN don't care. I'm going to bet on the talent. Adam's like, I need James Robinson back. <laughs> James Robinson is the Rodney Dangerfield of the NFL. He gets no respect and he literally, you know, deserves all of it. Put some respect on that man's name. <laughs> We're gonna see what exactly I think James Robinson, I think he dynasty wise, it's it's interesting because I think he's got a future. I don't think it's with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Speaking of the Jacksonville Jaguars, though, mm. I finally decided to take my quarterbacks and I go with Trevor Lawrence. And I followed up with Tom Brady. Now, do you think I can get Tom Brady to mentor Trevor Lawrence on my team, or is he going to pull a Ryan Tannehill and say it's not his job? But look, I go with Trevor Lawrence. I think he's too talented to screw up. He's a great quarterback. You can't do it to him, Jacksonville. You can't. He's too talented for you to do it. And then I have Tom Brady to hold down the fort for now. I already have Mike Evans, so I'm going with that combination. I'm going for the championships now, and I have the uber-talented quarterback to follow that back up. So we're following along here. We got to go rapid fire. We're getting up to Adam. He's got a minute left. No, we go. He pulls the trigger here and goes Justin Fields back <laughs> up to Russell Wilson. So go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, kind of like you were saying I, with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields is someone whose talent I loved coming out of the draft. Um, 
you know, it was a rough first season for him. But at the end of the day, this is fantasy football. We've seen uh, Jalen Hurts, who went earlier in this draft, struggle passing the ball. But if you can be mediocre there and be a rushing threat, then you have inherent fantasy value. And Justin Fields is someone who I think the upside as a passer is definitely there. Uh, Again, as a prospect, I really liked. Um, I do not trust the Bears at all, but that's okay. For the time being, Russell Wilson has my back. I don't need to thrust Justin Fields in right this moment. He's someone who I'm looking at the long term here. Um, It's a luxury, but it's one that I feel like at this point I've built the team in front of him that I have. We're just talking quarterbacks because then Chris pulls the trigger with Derek Carr, which I do like here a lot in the 10th round. Yeah, I think that Derek Carr is one of the quarterbacks that could play for another three, four, five years. A guy that's probably going to get a big time, we did get the big time contract, um, has the playmakers. Josh McDaniels, if he kind of gets back to what he used to do, could make Derek Carr and fit, be a great fit for him, really open up what he's able to do, especially fantasy wise. So I think Derek Carr's always been that kind of, you know, middle tier guy that you kind of could always depend on as, as a, a, a streaming option. But for me, I think it guys has more upside now to kind of move forward. I think Jason's trying to pull my leg here. <laughs> <laughs> I so do. I was always first of all, Robert Tanyan pick, which is an interesting pick because we talked about who's going to be the, the weapon for Aaron Rodgers, especially in the red zone, which is where he's always excelled. But then he he drafts Trey Sermon, which I think was intended for me. But go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, the Robert Tunyon pick, though. I like Robert Tunyon, um, you know, as prospects. It's kind of like when I do um, when I do my drafts. Um, I generally don't look for a tight end early, um, but you know, when I do, and then when I get in those situations where it's okay, I'm I'm still waiting on that tight end. This one right here, I think, is the creme de la pick dark horse out of here. Who's going to be the guy to step up um, in this offense? Might as well take a shot on the tight end that's going to start. Um, so I like Robert Tunyon's uh, prospects. And yeah, I just figured why not throw a little homage to Dan, take a little risk on Trey Sermon's future. We'll see. What's a little up. risk. You do realize they drafted his replacement and he's already <laughs> down the depth chart, right? Indeed. I, again, it was just more of an, an, an ode to you. I knew we were heading out soon. So. <laughs> Well, we, we might if Chris can make his pick. Chris, Chris, <laughs> we're, we're just constantly stopped on Chris trying to make I don't his always pick. know what's oh, my pick, is. So I apologize. Oh, Zach Wilson. There it is. So Zach Wilson comes off the board. So he's got three quarterbacks. Talk about Zach Wilson. Well, I didn't realize who had been off the board. So that was kind of pausing about. I wanted to have another quite as the upside quarterback on my roster, the guy who could be the quarterback, you know, five, ten years down the road. You talked about not looking too far down, but I think right now is where you're kind of looking for those guys that maybe will be paralyzed to superstars down the road if the right things kind of fall their way. So that's what I'm going with, Zach Wilson. All right. And then, Adam, you went with Jacoby Myers there. Yeah. I mean, look, outside of an older uh, Devontae Parker, to me, he's still the better, uh, the best receiving weapon on this roster um and at the end of the day i i think we can all say that the draft did not change any of what i think about jacoby myers um i i'm not worried about a taekwon thornton i'm not worried about a kendrick Bourne. i'm barely worried about a Devonte parker uh mac jones is an up-and-coming quarterback a young young guy who i really like a smart quarterback accurate quarterback um, I, I am in the short term a bit worried about this Patriots offense, uh, but to get a second round tender from Bill Belichick, I think there is going to be a long term relationship with Jacoby Myers. He makes a lot of sense as a Patriot. Um, so if they're you know married together, a uh, Mac Jones and Jacoby Myers, I'm very into that. And he got in the end zone last year too. Yeah, finally, finally started. Woo, Jacoby! <laughs> Two times he doubled. <laughs> So the kick, the, the round out my roster, I went with Alberto. I got Marlon Mack. So Alberto, I like his upside, obviously, as a tight end. Russell Wilson coming in there. He gets his shot. No offense out of the way. And then with Marlon Mack, I'm just, I needed a fourth running back to kind of go with my guys. He's got a pathway, potentially, to be the starting running back of that Houston team. And because he's young enough, if he's able to prove that he's explosive coming off that Achilles injury, we could see a path where Marlon Mack is relevant for not just one, but two seasons, depending upon how that thing goes. So I'm just taking my little shot there. We fast forward on to Adam, who's got literally a minute left, and so does the show. Uh, <laughs> he takes Naeem Hines, <laughs> follows it up with his homer pick there. Go ahead, Naeem Hines, what kind of season he's going to have? 
Um, I do. So a bit of a homer pick on this one. I will admit it on this one. Um, however, he is someone who I do think is is going to be a value as we get further into these rounds, maybe a little bit past the 12th. Um, but he is someone who I am picking up in a lot of drafts just because I do think that Matt Ryan can utilize his skill set a lot better than Carson Wentz did. Carson Wentz um, in recent times has not been checking down to running backs quite a bit. Uh, Matt Ryan is the exact opposite of that in that he has been doing a, a lot of checking down to running backs. Um, Hines should benefit from that. Um, if not, he is a very, very good receiving back. He will find work elsewhere. He did get a good contract. It wasn't a very long one. Um, so it, if things aren't working out, he can certainly um, dip and be productive elsewhere in the lifespan of a receiving only running back is a bit longer. So I'm, I'm uh, again, Running back is my weakest position. I took one in the first round and then didn't take another until the eighth. So having a little bit of depth there, an option that I can uh, either buy matchup or say have an, if an injury pops up or um, if I need a flex option, uh, someone like Naeem Hines feels like a safe, you know, 10 to low teens points. All right. And then Chris goes with David Njoku with his last pick. Yeah, similar to the quarterback position, I'm looking for trying to have the guys who hit. So at tight end, you know, we talked about you know the top guys. Usually there are the other guys that will be. So I'm looking for having options. And for me, Njoku is a guy who's getting paid. Uh, Cleveland should have a future for him. Fits the offense well. Deshaun Watson is my quarterback. I think will have, you know feature him and utilize him, especially in the red zone. He's done that with even crappy tight ends he's had in Houston. So I think overall, Njoku has some upside. I'm looking for those tight end options that have moving forward. That you always see receivers and running backs in the draft. You can see each year come out, but tight ends take a little bit while to get seasoned. So I'm looking for guys that have options immediately. And Evan Ingram goes to Jason with the last pick of this mock draft. What do you think he's going to be able to do in Jacksonville, or does he do a well enough job to be able to move on somewhere? Yeah, I mean, tomato, tomato. Um, you know, I think you know he's a great athlete. So you know, put a great athlete in a situation where Trevor Lawrence, you know, maybe looking to still bail out a little bit to the tight end position. Maybe a little bit of resurgence for Evan Ingram. Um, you know, again, good athlete. Um, you know, Jacksonville has missed uh, that someone in that tight end position uh, for quite a while. So I like the prospects of possibly growing a little with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. All right, guys, it was a lot of fun. Hopefully, we were able to give a lot of good tidbits, a lot of advice on players for everybody else out there who might be going through a dynasty startup themselves. Please do so. Next week, we're going to be back, same time, same place, with a redraft, a way-too-early redraft mock draft. So we'll dive more into the 2022 of it all. We'll find out who our guests will be for next week later on in the week. But Adam, Jason, thank you so much for coming on. Jason, what do you have coming up? Oh, my goodness. Um, we got a lot going on. You can check us out, obviously, on Belly Up TV. Um, we have the striking periods with the um, Cro National Croquet Association over. Um, and we have a pay-per-view coming up for that as well. Um, so you want to check all that out on Belly Up TV. Along with the NLFA, we do the NFL NLFA today. Also broadcasting their championship game next week as well on Monday night. So make sure you want to check that out as well. And then my show, TSS, check out tssfantasy.com. We got all of our great stuff. There's so much to promote because we got season two coming up. But the one thing I want to throw out there for you guys is that we're doing a show on your fantasy league. So it makes it a lot of fun, a lot of interaction. We'll do some interviews with your owners, um, talk about, break down your rosters, give you some power rankings, predict your winners. Check it out. Go to tssfantasy.com and check out all the great packages we have on there. We are the fantasy show of the people. Love it, love it, love it. And Adam, what do you got coming up for us, man? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, give me a follow at LaRue Adam on Twitter. Um, we'd love to have you. Uh, I am doing the Belly Up Fantasy Live football show to every other Tuesday night. We just did the other Tuesday with Chris, uh, of course. So if you're, if you're a fan of this show, you'll love hearing him another night of the week. Um, but yeah, we did this past Tuesday. We're going to, so we're going to go not next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after that, um, we'll be kicking it like that every other Tuesday throughout the off season, regular season. We'll do every Tuesday, um, eight 30 to check out that show and to find the great work that all of the belly up fantasy writers do go ahead and follow at belly up fantasy on Twitter. Um, stay within the belly up network. It's a lot of quality stuff coming out on that Twitter channel. So make sure to check it out. Thanks, guys. You'll see me and Chris next week. Everyone take care, and we'll see you then.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.